favorite time of the day. Break is ready. Let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker. And joining me in hosting duties, it's a guy who kind of reminds me of a video game. He's colorful, he's loud, he's going to entertain you for hours, but honestly, you really should take a break from him occasionally and get some fresh air outside. It's Scott Blakemore. And joining us again, a guy who really is a lot like a fortune cookie. All right, he's a little bit funny looking. He always has words to share, but sometimes they don't make sense. But at the end of the day... He is quite a tasty treat. It's my guy, <laughs> oh, Joe Cropper. What's happening, Joe? Chris, it's great to see you. Welcome is to you as well. And reminder, our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. Breakisready at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a review in your favorite podcast app. Do we have a word of the day today, Joe? We do have a word of the day. You guys Please, ready for it? Listen, I am as long as it's not French. Okay, I guarantee you this is not French. I will say <laughs> I'm though, ready for it. the last couple times the words, you know, it kind of shows you when you Google the word, it shows you the use, amount of times it's used in history. Okay. So the last couple words have been, whoo, you know, way up in the 2018s through today, more current, even though you've never heard of them because we're not hip, I guess. Okay. We're not bon vivants. <laughs> They're all done. Yes. So this word actually. Its history was going down. It was really low in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and now it's making a comeback. We're going to so, bring it back. Cool but beans. But that's it, the word of the day, right? It is an old English word, so it's not French. Not old French. Old English. Old okay. English. Lay it on me, brother. You guys Bra. ready? Bra. Is that the word? <laughs> Bra. Oh, no. Okay. It is not that word. That's next week's word. Okay. Uh, this word is a braid. A braid. Mm, a braid. U-P-B-R-A-I-D. A braid. Upbraid. Upbraid. Any guesses? What's your guess? What is that? I'm going to be like Scott. Go, what's up, Braid? What's up, Braid? <laughs> what's, up, what's up, bro? What's up, Braid? Is it to encourage? Ooh, Scott is ice cold. It is to find fault with someone or to scold. For example, he was abraded for his sloppy appearance, which happens to you quite often, I'd imagine. Guys, listen, um, I just did that with you. You were upbraided <laughs> for picking too many French words, right? You know, it's true. Right. That's okay. right. good use. You I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well done, you know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the word abraid as we go on today. That's a good one, Joe. I like that. I approve. I approve that message. I approve that word. It's a good one. Yep. I like it. All right. Abraid. Better than we praxis. Won't, we won't abrade you <laughs> for the word you picked. What do you got for us today, Scott? Well, There's got to be a day, right? We have a few days of the week here. We have National Make Your Bed Day coming up. I think, wasn't there a guy who did a book about that or something? There was a guy. Yeah, it's been uh, 10 years ago or so. He was a uh, he was a former Navy SEAL Admiral, Bill McRaven. Bill McRaven. Yep, and he actually wrote a book called Make Your Bed. It talks about how you can be successful, right? Taking little steps to have success in your life. And that one of them, actually his first step, and why he titled the book was Making Your Bed, which seems like a simple thing. Sure. Simple. Right? We all should be able to do it. And I think that's part of the cleverness of this is we all can do it if we just take the time. His whole idea is he said, if you can't do the little things right in life, like making your bed, you're never going to be able to do the big things right. Right? So he's saying it sets you off, gets you in a great mindset. You're doing something you're completing a task before you even get your day started and you're doing that right. And it sets you on a course to do big things right. And then the other thing that I, I think is a great takeaway is he said, even if you have a lousy day, just nothing goes right. It's just a bad day. That morning you made your bed. You're coming home that night 
to a well-made bed and it just feels like a win. You have some success there. So I think that's a great, that's just a great reminder for all of us. And I think a good way just to get you, get you started right in the morning. I agree. I think, uh, you know, as a kid, I always hated making my bed, but I was encouraged to make my bed, I believe. Uh, but as an adult, you know, that's dead on. I think uh, you kind of feel, it takes what, 30 seconds at tops to right. make your bed. And then when you get in bed at night, you know, before you get in bed, it looks nice, but then it's like almost like clean sheets. <laughs> it is. I, I agree. It just makes you feel, yeah, makes feel you better. feel good. I clearly understand what's happened in my life then. <laughs> you're not making your bed. Well, you're going home not, and you're looking not, at what? Not, if you're, it's just, not you nearly got stuff enough. Everywhere. Not nearly enough. <laughs> yeah. I probably need sheets too, because I tend to sleep with just a blanket. But okay. anyway, so this explains a lot. It explains a lot. Also coming up uh, it, this week is Patriot Day, hmm. which is celebrating September 11th. 9-11, sure. We all tend to remember those tragic moments in our life where things happen and where we were. In 60 seconds, Chris, where where were you? On yeah. September 11th. I was actually working at a bank when that happened. And I was meeting with some clients kind of outside of the lobby, mm-hmm. met with them for an hour or so. I finished with them, came out to the lobby, kind of escorted them out of the building. And one of the bank personnel, one of the managers came to me. I remember him specifically saying, um, our government is under attack. And I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't understand what that meant. Mm -hmm. And then he said, the Pentagon has been attacked and the World Trade Center has been attacked. Mm -hmm. And my initial thought was, you know, I'm working at a federal institution. I wondered, I wondered what the implications were there. And I just remember just being so confused. First thing I did was called my wife at home and just wanted to make sure she was okay, which was weird because it had nothing to do with my family. But in that moment, you realize what's most important to you. Absolutely. And I wanted to make sure she was okay. Yeah. So that's where I was. And I, I'll never forget coming out and hearing that yeah. crazy news that we're under attack. Yeah. Because nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew. Yeah. Right. You're hearing yeah. radio, some yeah. TV, but when you're in a business, you really don't have TVs. Right. There weren't the iPhones. Right. You know, we didn't have any of that kind of information. So you're just kind of clawing for something that's yeah. real. Yeah, early um, days of the internet, you just things would shut down. I remember the news sites; you couldn't get to them because there just wasn't enough bandwidth to right. get to them. Yeah, exactly. Right, Joe, where were you? Yeah, I think uh, kind of the same thing. I was at work, and uh, I the radio was on. I was I was shared an office with someone, and they listened. They listened to the radio, and their news came on. Just said a plane hit the World Trade Center, and it was just kind of like you kind of not blew it off, but just like oh, okay, you know, small plane, you know, big deal. Not that it's a big deal, but, you know, just didn't have that impact initially. And then somebody comes to the office a few minutes later and says, did you hear the World Trade Center was hit? And I was like, yeah, it just sounded like a minor issue. It's like, no, a second plane hit the second tower. And I was just like, whoa. And so uh, then I think this was before the Pentagon was hit. But then kind of like you said, Scott, you try to go online to search. This is early Internet days. You, you couldn't get to CNN. You couldn't get to Fox News or whatever other news, but uh, you, you couldn't get to that. And so you kind of just talk within the office and about what's going on, try to listen to the radio and talk to family members and see if they're okay and what they're, you know, because this is early, early cell phones even too. So yeah, it's, it just definitely sticks in your head. And going back home and watching the news pretty much all evening and yeah. seeing the replays and and then uh, the aftermath. Yeah. What about you, like, Scott? Where yeah. were you? I was at work as well. Had, a, had the radio on, one of the news channels. I think I was listening to NPR at the time and I heard it. I know it scares Joe a little bit, but yeah, I heard it and wasn't really sure what I heard. Like, like just didn't know. Tried to get online, couldn't get to any anywhere. But yeah, yeah. remember it completely and wondered what was going to happen. And for a, a, a few weeks, maybe a month, we were one country, you know, it brought everybody together and yeah. everyone was all in to like, we're going to 
do something about this. Yeah. You it know, did, the, it did unify. And one, sorry, I cut you off. But one fine. interesting thing was for like, what, three, two, three, four days, whatever it was, a week, um, there were no airplanes in the sky yeah. at all yeah. in the U.S., which just was kind of weird, you know. Or rental cars. Oh, yeah. Because people rented all the cars. I mean, you just couldn't get to where you wanted to go. Yeah. And so. Do you know one thing I remember from that? I, I think it must have been the Yankees that were in the World Series, if I'm remembering that right. And it was, it was scary because there was still this unknown of what was actually happening out there and who's out there and who's responsible. So the Yankees are playing the World Series. President Bush went out to throw the first pitch of game one of the World Series. That's right. Didn't have a vest on, you know, wasn't in any tactical gear, but he was just himself. And I think showed to the American people that it's safe. I'm the president. I'm going out here in front of everybody and I'm going to throw this first pitch. And it was kind of like, in a way, it was giving permission to return to normal in some ways and showing that it was safe and showing bravery in that moment, which sounds crazy now because any of us now would walk out on in that situation and do it without any worry. But at that time, there was so much fear. Yep. And that just was a really cool moment. I remember when he went out there feeling nervous for him because I was yep. like, I can't believe he's doing this. What's going to happen? Right. And that was yep. crazy. Yeah. But you know what I think too? I think it's important, especially for kids who maybe haven't even been born or weren't born at that time. I think it's important that they know about that and they watch some of those things that you saw live Mm because you don't want to forget. You don't. Because that was such an impactful time in the history of our country that you don't want to forget that there are people that want to take away what we have, right? They want to take away what we have and we'll go to any cost to do that. And I think it's important that they know that we've got something special that's worth fighting for. And as awful as some of that is, I think we always need to watch it. I, I watch I watch footage of it every year mm-hmm. just to be reminded of what happened and how I felt that day because yeah. I don't want to forget. Yeah. I don't want to forget that. Yeah, I agree. What else do we have? We have International Chocolate Day. Mm. Well, I, out, out of curiosity, I'm just curious if you know why we love chocolate so much. Do you know why we love chocolate so much? I mean, it tastes good. Interestingly, nothing in nature has both fat and sugar in it. Really? It's either sweet or it's got fat. Like meat has, has sure. fat, Man. right? Avocados have some fat. Or you have sweet, like a peach. Chocolate, because it's man-made, has both fat and sugar in it. Hmm. And so when you eat it, your brain goes, ooh, has sugar. I like that. It's sweet. And ooh, it's got fat in it. I like that too. And it just wants more. And it just craves more and more because it's getting both sensations with ooh, one thing. I like that. So that's little little history on chocolate. And add some peanuts. That, that's good. Yeah, that's add good. Some peanuts for the protein. There you go. Okay, so listen, I've got, we're going to get into Joe's questions here because oh, I know that's okay. popular with the listeners. That's We've right. we got to do that. I want to hear Joe. My first question actually yeah. goes around chocolate. Okay. 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 And you're like, why so, do we like it so well? Well, I've got a question for you, Joe, that deals a little bit with chocolate, but we're going to go, we're going to go chocolate candy. What is the most popular chocolate candy in the United States? And it's, it's a specific, it's a specific, we're looking for a brand of candy bar. Okay. And what I want you to do, come up with three of the top 10, three of the top 10. 10. I'm not sure if you're ever going to get back to doing pushups, because I think you're going to get all these, but let's, let's see what happens here. Okay. <laughs> well, three, we'll of, see. three of the top 10, don't give count, them to me. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Uh, let's go with M&Ms. M&Ms are number five. Ooh, okay. Number five, most popular. And I don't know what this is going by, but I assume there's sure. something to do with sales. And, it's Google. Right. Sure. Right. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Hershey's chocolate, chocolate bar. Hershey's chocolate bar. Yeah. There's actually the original 
the mm-hmm. original and with almond comes Ooh, in there. The so, almond's better mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. You're, so you got, uh, we'll give you, a, that, that's two of them. You oh. got two of the top. Yep. Give wow. me, yep. give me number one here, Joe. Give me number you know, one. Number one, chocolate candy. I mean, I really thought it was M&M's, but hearing that's number five is kind mm-hmm. of disappointing. Peanut M&M's. No. All the same. We're going M&M's at five. Okay. Other chocolate. I mean, it's not something fancy like a Three Musketeers. No, Kit that's Kat. number 10. Nope. Kit Three Kat. Musketeers is 10? Kit really? Kat's number four. Hmm. It's not Snickers. Yes, it is. I was going to say Snickers. Really I was going to say Snickers. That was my Snickers, guess. Wow. the most popular candy bar in well, the United States. advertise interesting. Number two, got to be... Everybody's got to be at the top. Well, Three Lucky Musketeers way. is Almond 10. Joy. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, oh, Reese's number two. Cups, yeah. yep. I'm one of those weird people that don't like Reese's. Snickers, yeah, Reese's go. Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey Kisses, oh. number four, Kit Kat, M&M's five, Hershey's Milk Chocolate, the, the OG okay. right mm-hmm. there. Almond Joy, seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. Butterfinger, eight. Ooh. Hershey's with Almond is nine. Three Musketeers is 10. I'm a big, I think Three Musketeers gets a, not a bad rap, but it's it should be higher. Oh, I agree. I, that, that'd be in my top five. Yeah. But Milky yeah. Way. Where's Milky Way? Right behind Andy's Mints. Right behind. <laughs> <laughs> Milky okay. Way. I don't know. I think it's better than Snickers, well, honestly. On this candy theme. Yeah. There's also Gobstopper Day. Oh. Do you like, are, you a, are you a Jawbreaker fan of Gobstopper, Gobstoppers? I like anything with sugar. You do. Right. I know. Gobstopper. Not, another name for Jawbreaker. Another name for Jawbreaker. Right. I was never a fan of those. No, like I'm not. I'm not a candy like a, a sweet candy guy. I'm a chocolate guy. I'm not really a gobstopper kind of guy. But I won't upbraid anybody who likes that kind of candy. <laughs> right. Nice, good I, job, I buddy. That was good. So here, here, I've got another question for you. All right. jo- jawbreaker trivia. Oh, okay. How about that? Are you a jawbreaker guy? By the way, I wouldn't call myself a jawbreaker guy, but I've been known to have one or two in my lifetime. All right, here we go. Jawbreaker trivia, Joe. What is the largest jawbreaker ever created? <laughs> Knowing oh, and we're going to go diameter, so that's the okay. distance across, right? So a normal one, any one that you can buy, you know, at a store, probably what, one, a half inch. No, about, about an inch. Oh my! And goodness. you can get them up to three inches. Oh my! Word. Okay, so about that. I mean, you that's can. a that's a big jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going to take you a while to get through because by nature these things are they're hard. You're not cracking through them without they cracking a tooth. They'll break your jaw, right? So the biggest one, according to Guinness, ever created. And we're going to go just approximate here. Has a diameter of about nine inches, which is about the size of a basketball. Diameter of about three feet, which is about the size of a wrecking ball that you'd put on a, uh, okay. a crane. Diameter of about five feet, which is about the distance across the size of a monster truck tire. Wow. That's and a lot of jawbreaker. That's a lot of jawbreaker. Or a, di- a diameter of about six and a half feet, which is... Uh, an even bigger monster truck tire. So there you go. So what do you think? You know, go big or go home. I think it's six and a half feet. Yeah, you would think that. It's only three feet. Oh. That's, it's only three. You know, and that's that's still by itself. A three foot. That's pretty I big. I mean, that, that's, that's a big, big jawbreaker. That's big. Weighs over a thousand what? pounds. It's amazing. That's half a ton. Yeah. So how many licks does it take to get to the center of that? A lot. Somebody, a lot. Somebody's still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> a lot. So you missed one, Joe, for what it's worth. All right, all right. You missed one. We also have National Play-Doh Day. Oh, Play-Doh's fun. Like right? Play-Doh you play with as a kid. Yeah. Sure. Different colors. You can put oh, it yeah. through stuff, make the hair come out Smells of certain good, things. Smells good, tastes good. Yeah, comb it. Oh, yeah. So, you, know, <laughs> you could comb it. Well, yeah, you make it, you push it up comb. and it comes out their hair and you can kind of yeah. it comes out their head and you... you, you do you do remember stuff. the play set that they had, the dentist one, where you could make teeth? <laughs> what? Speaking yeah. of jawbreakers, right? You Te- could actually make teeth, put cavities and put fillings in these teeth. It was a Play-Doh head, and oh, you could wow. make this whole mouthful of teeth. They had a lot of things. Oh yeah, for Play-Doh, a lot of accessories. 
do you know the one kind of myth that always always kind of disappointed me on TV they would always mix play-doh and it was always perfect yeah. you know they had these mm. colors together and every sure. time I tried to mix it I could never get it apart and I nope. ended up just with this big brown glob of yep. play-doh <laughs> like all my colors were gone cuz it just didn't mix right oh, did your parents ever try to make play-doh for you oh yeah yeah and how'd that turn out? Not great. It was like doughy. It would work it for a was. while. Then it would dry out. They just throw it away. <laughs> That's right. Some big chunks you step on on the floor. They just sweep it up, throw it away. Stuck in the carpet. Stuck in the you carpet. You know what was a thing? Did your kids ever do this more recently? Make, what is that stuff? Oh, make slime? Slime. Make slime. So that, slime. that wasn't quite Play-Doh. It's a but popular no. thing these days. It is right. a very popular thing. Borax. So here's, I got a question for you, Joe. All right. Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Originally mm. was used for what? So there's a lot of things like this, right? That are created for something and then later become more popular for an alternate use. Right. Right. Thomas so, Edison had something to say about that. Thomas, there we go. Right. There we go. <laughs> Play-Doh's original purpose was a plumber's putty. Mm. Okay. Right. So I sure. stop leaks and yep. kind of mm-hmm. plug up holes. Mm-hmm. I've used that before. Uh, a wallpaper cleaner. That's different. A starter for a baker's bread dough. Wow. So a starting, what? a starter starter dough. Starter dough, okay. Uh, kitchen refrigerator deodorizer. Oh, that's intriguing. So play dough. Pre-baking soda. Pre-baking soda, <laughs> you would think. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Or an after-baking soda. That's interesting. I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. Because this is, this, is this is a stumper, Chris. I'm impressed. I'm going to go with the baker thing. Because of dough. Because of dough. It's, it's play dough. No. Play it, dough. You right. play with it, it's dough. It's dough. And it does feel like dough, It, but that's not what it oh, is. Oh, you know, trick question. Can you believe it? Of all the things, it's actually, it was a wallpaper cleaner. Wow. A wallpaper cleaner? A, a wallpaper cleaner. So wow. back in the that day, is... so this would be when we were burning coal as the primary heating source for our homes, coal was very sooty. Right. Right. And can you ma- imagine living in a oh, home where no. coal was burned? Just no. dirt everywhere. Oh, yeah. And th- this product was actually developed by a soap company. And you would actually take it and wipe down your wallpaper and you'd wipe down all the soot, right? And then when we started burning oil and had more clean sources of heating oil, right. that Play-Doh really didn't have or whatever it was called. I think it was actually simply called something from the, um, what was it called here? Wallpaper cleaner dough. Yeah. A Qtol product. That was the name of the soap mm, that's manufacturer. That's not very catchy. No. Huh. But then they found that there were schools who were actually using this stuff to make crafts one thing led to another. They threw some color in there, made it usable for kids, and Play-Doh became the thing. Wow. So they were able to take something, innovate, and just make a killing off of it. That's cool. You know, I feel smarter. There you go. It's a fun Even story. though you missed it. You Even learned something it, today, Joe. That's so that's pretty cool. National Play-Doh Day. It's also National Fortune Cookie Day. Ooh. I'm not a huge fan of fortune cookies, but uh, it is National Fortune Cookie Day. It's got sugar in it. I like it. I know. Yeah, a bit sweet, crunchy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet and crunchy. I can see you liking it. Mm-hmm. I can see you liking it. Oh, I've, yeah. I don't like seek them out other than at a Chinese restaurant. But. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are. You're like a fortune cookie, right? <laughs> you are. You are a tasty <laughs> treat. <laughs> okay. National Fortune Cookie Day. A lot day. of wisdom inside of me, right? You do have a lot of wisdom. Have you, has your fortune ever come true from a fortune cookie? Well, they're so random. I mean, and how can it not come true? Yeah, I, I found mine are so random that it's never come true. Like oh. the stuff I read, it's like, I, that will never happen to me. I'm never going to sail to... The East Indies or whatever they say. It's just oh, never going to... Those are pretty specific. Usually the ones I get are pretty like general. Yeah. A friend will reach out to you yeah, I'm like, that you okay, haven't talked to sure. in a while. I got an email today. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. sun will come up. <laughs> a lot like horoscopes, right? A lot you know? like horoscopes. Yeah. Correct. All right. 
So here, I got a question for you, Joe. This is number, what number are we on? I'm not even sure it matters anymore. number four. Number four? All right, what do you got? Okay, fortune cookies originated in... China. China's option Wrong. B. Okay. The United States, Ooh. A. China, B. Japan or Thailand? Man, you are making these tough. I mean, Joe has been so good. Joe has hasn't, been Joe hasn't so done good. push-ups in so long. He he has been doing. I am overdue. Well. Like I said, China, but uh, I China. I think it's going to be United States on this one. San Francisco has a huge fortune cookie making mm-hmm. factory there, yeah. and you know, a huge Chinese population. But it's not the United uh, States, and it's not China. Japan. Everything points to Japan. Japan. Really? And, and nobody seems to really have a clear answer on how it became associated with, with China. Hmm. Interesting. It's it's pretty amazing. So, hmm. yeah, Japan, whether you think it or not, that's where it came from, Joe. Well, wow. Learned something else new. He, he's gotten three wrong then. This okay. I think push-ups are in order. He's going to have push-ups. <laughs> we have question. one more day to go over real quick. Okay. okay. One more day. This is, this is for Joe. This is Joe's day. Uh-oh. National Video Game Day. Ooh. Baby, sure. Joe just sat up a little bit straighter. <laughs> I did. love it. He's like, now he's interested. Yeah. Forget the fortune cookies. He, we, we had him in candy, but forget the fortune cookies. He's like, oh, And you're video a video games. game guy, right? He's Joe? a big video game guy. I was a fairly big video game guy back in the day, but you know, I still, I enjoy getting video games, but I just have so little time to play them. And it's probably been about three months since I've played one. Good for you. That's, that's. I'm overdue. So I need to maybe call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> You have too much to do. Too much. To do. do you remember <laughs> the true. first video game? Do you remember Pong? I remember Pong. Pong was kind of... That was before my time, boys. <laughs> it, it was so cool was to Pong. see these little lines and a square ball yeah. go across the screen. <laughs> Absolutely. Pong. Were, and then there was Jumpman on the Commodore 64. Uh-huh. That was kind of a new PC game. Yeah. Jumpman. We used to play that with the floppy drives to put them in. Then... Atari. Did you ever have an Atari? Oh yeah, we had an Atari. Oh yeah, and then and ColecoVision was another one. Uh huh. And they just and then they got to be eventually there were some handhelds. Yeah, I remember oh, a yeah. baseball, mm-hmm. football game football. that was handheld. Yeah, but still just had lines. Little, little red dot. Yeah, it was oh, DOS. It was basically DOS. Right? It was yeah. right, <laughs> but they were the best. I remember putting a blanket over my head with yeah. these handheld games yeah. and playing these football handheld football for mm-hmm. hours. And you hear the click 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 click. <laughs> That's go, right. That is it. But they were the best. They were fun. Those were fun. You guys sound more like video game nerds than I do. <laughs> we were low-tech video games. I can't right. do what my kids play now. Oh, it is, it is much more difficult. It is, more complex it is a now. whole new world. I give up. I, I, if yeah. I don't have the fire button, you know, the one orange <laughs> yeah. button, I yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah, it's, okay? getting, it's getting so high-tech. Real quick, my son bought a driving game. Mm. But the steering wheel will give you counter pressure. So if you go off the road, the steering wheel's jerking back the other way to, to force you to have to put tension on it to get it to turn. Yeah, that's incredible. The foot pedals. I mean, it is, getting, cool. it is getting very interesting. Well, and you look at even in uh, uh, space travel or military or whatever mm-hmm. it is, they're using, in essence, they're, they're simulators, but it's yeah. a mm-hmm. grown-up video game yeah. to teach them how to do whatever task they're trying to carry out. Absolutely. So, cool. so I'm going back to the orange fire button here, Joe. Last question. We're going Atari. Okay. Old school games. What is, what's the most popular Atari game per units, per units sold? What was their most popular game back in the day? I'm going to give you five choices. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, multiple choice? Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm going to give you five choices here. Be, he's going to give you all the most popular. Here we go. Asteroids. Ooh, Remember, that was I a, loved that, that game. That was a good game. Loved it. Asteroids. Pac-Man. Okay. How can you, you know Pac-Man? Space Invaders. That was what put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. Frogger. Man, these are all tough. I mean, 
when you first ask the question, my first thought is Pac-Man, right? I feel like that's the game that's everybody's everybody was playing back in the day. I loved Asteroids way more than any of those other games. The uh, was it Space Invaders you mentioned? Space Invaders, right? That was I a think, big. Like, I think Space cons- Invaders. Like, oh, go ahead. You go into Pizza Hut, right? And there's Space Invaders. Space uh, Invaders was the game I think that came with the Atari game system, didn't it? Uh, not the one. Or am I, I got. wrong? Maybe it didn't. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> Our listeners could probably chime in there. Actually, I take. I think it was Combat. Oh, combat. Yeah. combat. It was the tank yes. game that came. Right? And it had, Combat had airplanes and other things. Yeah, right, and that, right. that, you're right. That, that, that did come with the Apparently, Combat so isn't one of the most popular, so that's off the table. Sad. So what do you think, Joe? I wish you would have asked me Nintendo. That was definitely Super Mario Brothers. Um, Atari, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my gut. I feel like I'm going to be wrong on this because I kind of want to say Asteroids, but I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be Pac-Man. Yeah, it's Pac-Man. Okay. And you know what? I would have thought it would have been Space Invaders because that uh-huh. was so unique at the time. And it was the original, but you're right. It's Pac-Man. Whew. Good work, Joe. That was a close one. I, th- I think while Scott's getting the quote ready, Joe, I think since you missed so many, I think you could give us 10 push-ups. What? Give us 10 good ones because you missed a lot. And I think the <laughs> listeners, I think you owe that to the listeners. Oh, you know, I haven't worked out in a while. So this is going to be a little rough, boys. Oh, you got it. All right, so 10 push-ups. Right, Joe's doing them. Scott's getting ready. Or do we have any other days, or is that it, Scott? That is it. Okay, that's good. There's Joe's already got three of them in. All right. He's looking good. He's looking Five. strong. Yeah, he is. What's he worried about? He doesn't need to work out. <laughs> Guy is a beast. He, he is oh, a beast. <laughs> now he's going to be out of breath. I think he may have minutes. just had a stroke. <laughs> National CPR someone, someone day is what this should be. <laughs> someone call 911. You have no idea. Joe, you're looking good. National wipe the sweat off your brow day. That's what we need for Joe right now. That was good, Joe. Thank you for that. My elbows hurt. <laughs> Quick quote for you as okay. we wrap up. I'm ready. You're going to get this one. This one. Oh. You're going to get this one. Fortune always favors the brave and never helps a man who does not help himself. Fortune always favors the brave and never helps a man who does not help himself. And I was thinking I would give you a clue to start right off before you even give a guess. I've heard this quote before, but I do not know offhand who he, said it. He, I, Chris is smiling. I think Chris knows who it I is. I don't know who it is. I mean, I've seen it on a commercial. Is that what it, okay. Right. I, it was like on a... It was like on a crypto commercial, wasn't it? <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Right. Matt Damon. No. <laughs> no, it's not Matt Damon. Right. It was. I think he's the one who said it. Uh, Matt right? Damon. <laughs> he, he might have said it. He might have said it okay. on a commercial, but it wasn't him. So it's somebody okay. brave. So say it one more time just so I have... Fortune always favors the brave and never helps a man who does not help himself. Sounds like a fortune cookie almost, doesn't it? Boy, that, that's a great fortune. Think, could be a fortune cookie. I think an astronaut, but go ahead. It is not. Here, here's okay. her first clue. He started his own newspaper called the Herald of Freedom. Boy, so we're back in the day again. Started, this is back in the day, actually. Started a newspaper. You know, I'm going to go... Um, can I go ahead and guess? Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm, I've got one, too. All right. I'm going to go Benjamin Franklin. It's a good guess. Pretty it's, good. Not, it's not Ben Franklin, but it's a good guess. I'm going Abe Lincoln. And it was not Abe Lincoln. Okay. He is largely responsible for introducing opera to the United States through a deal that brought European opera singer Jenny Lynn to the U.S. And it was a hit. Uh-oh. Joe's got it. He's Joe's got a it. Jenny Lynn fan. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's got it. And I knew you guys would get this one when I started giving you clues. Lay it on us, Joe. Lay it on us, Joe. Isn't it Barnum? B.T. Barnum. B.T. Barnum. Barnum. I love that. B.T. Barnum. Yep. 
Because well, I figured you watched the movie. That is the only reason I knew that. Yep. And it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. So I'll give you a couple other things real quick. He helped fund Tufts University as one of the school's earliest benefactors. And the mascot of Tufts University is an elephant, Jumbo. Oh. Which was the first elephant he had in the circus when he started. Oh. Very cool. Had oh. no, no clue about that. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, he started his three-ring circus when he was 60, actually. His museum that he had burned down for the second time. Right. And so then he went off and started doing, uh, he joined James Bailey in 1881, hmm. went on to make a fortune with the greatest show on earth. Yeah. So that was that's what got started there. His museum had 15,000 visitors a day. Wow. In its heyday. And it said they had roughly 38 million people come through there, which was more than the population of the U.S. over the course of its existence. So That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing, isn't it? You talk about a guy who had to innovate, right? Mm-hmm. Had to constantly keep his pulse on what the people wanted, right? And had to created something that he thought would be good, but then had to change it to make sure it was relevant for the people he's working with. So do you know when the last show happened for The Greatest Show on Earth? Yeah, it wasn't Pick so year. it wasn't so long ago. I'm going to say 2010. 2010. I'm going I'm going to say 2013. 2017. Ooh. You guys are so much smarter than me. I had no idea. I thought the <laughs> yeah. circus ended a while ago. But. Yeah, and I heard, right, because it is, you know, kids, again, going to video games. We're, we're addicted to screens and phones and videos. It just, the circus just doesn't have the same appeal. Where before, we didn't have that. So to see a tiger, right. to see an elephant or right. a train, whatever it is, it was incredible. Oh. Like, that was your entertainment. And the jugglers and the clowns and the the acrobats, all of it was just very fun. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid going to Cobo Hall, uh, or I believe that's where it was, um, in Detroit, mm. and seeing the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, and it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, it was larger than life, and I just remember being blown away by it. Yeah, just the size and just all of the different stuff happening all at the same time. It was. I had a great experience when I went to that uh, when I was a kid. The only thing we probably have left, like that's live, like that, are sports and music. Mm. I mean, some plays, concerts and some things like that, but concerts and and sports. Yeah, that's Mm. pretty cool. Yeah, he did. And that's that's really neat to hear about the Tufts University because you do hear he's almost villainized, I think, in some ways for the work that he did and exploiting people who are different. But to hear that he did that is a pretty pretty cool thing. Absolutely. So fortune always favors the brave and never helps a man who doesn't help himself. P.T. Barnum. Well, folks, we thank you for listening. Until next week, just remember, be curious, be bold, and be yourself. Is Andy's Mints on the list? No. Okay. So we got Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) That's on your list.